This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Mary Pass, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and we're welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fambergas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making Veritas possible. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview. Three segments, three hours, and all of our material. And don't forget to purchase MMS right from us. As many of you who are writing to me, don't wait until it's too late. Don't be reactive, be proactive, and always have a kit available. It's so inexpensive, and you'll need it when you least expect it. And if your internet is too slow, and you want to listen to our high-quality sound, why not purchase any of our seasons on the futuristic Metal Caves USB drive? Each flash drive has a full season with bonus material, which you can take anywhere you go. Go to the Veritas store for more information. And to get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there is a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Tonight's special guest has been highly recommended by many of you. Now I can see why. In this three-hour, three-segment interview, full of information, you're going to have to wear a seatbelt. Our special guest is physicist Dr. Richard Allen Miller. We explore so many areas, ranging from his work with Navy SEALs, 
and Black Ops, to his involvement with Dr. Edgar Mitchell during the Apollo missions, to alternative cures and what to do when disaster strikes or when technology fails, how to listen to your instinct using USP, underground bases, his encounter with an extraterrestrial, and even his motorcycle ride underground. Yes, in an underground highway right here in the United States. This and much more right now on Veritas. Dr. Richard Allen Miller is a pioneer in the annals of metaphysical and paranormal exploration. Miller began working in the X-Files world of Navy Intel, SEAL Corp. and the MRU in the late 60s. His public collaborations and research continue. As an original Black Ops team member, Miller's research in the field of paranormal began as a graduate physicist working 11 years with Navy Intel in anesthesiology. During this period, numerous foundational papers, including a holographic concept of reality and embryonic holography, were written. His past and current writings and presentations reveal a depth of knowledge and practical experience in three major fields, alternative agriculture, new age physics, and metaphysics. Miller now writes for Nexus Magazine and is a preferred guest on the internet radio. He is re-emerging at a critical time in humanity's evolution where metaphysics and practical survival converge. His latest book, ESP Induction Through Forms of Self-Hypnosis, is now available and Power Tools for the 21st Century will be out soon at his website, richardallenmiller.com. And directly from Oregon, I would like to introduce for the first time on Veritas, Dr. Richard Allen Miller. Hello, Dr. Miller. Welcome to Veritas. How are you? I'm probably uh, going bald (laughs) (laughs) from unnatural causes. (laughs) I have to tell you, Dr. Miller, by the way, may I call you Rick? Yes, please. Thank you. Rick and I have been corresponding for the last couple of weeks, and I have to say, I love your humor. I love your intellect. And every time you and I chat... It's almost as if I'm talking to a different person because you discuss so many topics that I have to say, I was very, very overwhelmed while preparing for this interview. So we'll, we'll try to, to, to make, it, make the best two hours. Well, yes, but I'm here. I, I respond best to questions. Like, what would you like to know? You know, that kind of thing. Well, first of all, let's, and I know a lot of my listeners have already listened to some of your interviews. You, you, you seem to be a hot commodity out there in, in alternative media in the past few months. I want to know your beginnings. Tell me about your childhood. I know that uh, you were very successful in, in school. You you had some science projects that uh, put a bullseye on. <laughs> you know, on I, was, I was making pipe bombs when I was 12 <laughs> years old and called it ChemCraft chemistry sets. Give me a break. <laughs> well, I know that you had a bullseye on your head by placed by Pierre Dupont. Is that true? Yeah. Um, in my junior and senior year in high school, I did two science fair projects that went to nationals and were then used a year and a half later on the Mariner 1 doing a flyby on Mars. It was my experiments as a high school student were used to uh, discover how much water was on Mars. I I didn't even know that until the 70s. It's uh, interesting. That was back in the 60s, the early 60s, uh, 1960 and 1961. And then Mariner on 64 used um, a tachyon factory using uh, muons, beaming them at the uh, at Mars. And then the Sharenkov radiation would give you the actual measure by the refraction index slowing down of 
of uh, particles, um, how much water is on Mars. And it turns out, I have today, uh, since this new, you know, landing on Mars, they're showing that there's literally more water on Mars than there is Earth. You've got the Earth, you've got the Moon, and then I had a little ball that I put there on the amount of volumetric for water. And then I bring a fourth ball in, which is the water on Mars. And it's almost the size of the Moon. Now, how did you figure that out? If we look at a picture of Mars, we don't see any water, or at least what NASA shows. It's all underground. It's um, um, under about six inches of surface. It is a new form of what they call structured water. Uh, there are many different forms of structured water, you know, with deuterium and tritium. This is the uh, concepts that are used for cold fusion, hydrogen production. And basically, uh, the structure on what we've discovered on Mars is a type of water that holds a slushy ice form uh, at 100 below Fahrenheit. It's probably because of the pressure metrics on the, on the planet. You know, if you wanted to have a sense of how thin the air is on Mars, if your feet were at 70 degrees, your head would be at a minus five. That's wow. how thin the atmosphere is on Mars. That will have a form on structured water. Why is water so important in terms of Kerry Reams and Willard and, you know, what we call Brown's gas and things? What is that all about? Well, basically, water is one of the first molecules in the periodic chart that actually has a dipole moment. And it's that dipole moment that acts like on our DNA with epigenetics. It's kind of a super code or dimensional gate, if you will, with certain forms of mathematics. You can have water goes into the out of. It's like uh, because of that dielectric concept with the two oxygen molecules in this positive and negative charge thing, that is what basically is the foundation for things like photosynthesis. We're now, we've discovered, for example, that when, how did Richard Feynman, when a photon of light hits water, something happens. And what happens basically is Richard Feynman says, like, likes, like. And all the positive go up here, all the negative go down there, and all of a sudden, you have a battery. Now, you had this, this science project how did they find you? <laughs> well, I mean, I did. Uh, I, I went to, you know, they had it in King County in Seattle, and I won that. And then they had it in Ellensburg for the State Fair. And then they had it in Kansas City, Missouri for the Nationals where I went. Now, my junior year, it was called uh, a new Maison field theory. Yakawa had come out with a new concept of a thing called a muon. And it was called a meson. And today, a muon is now called an elementary particle. But back then in the 60s, uh, we didn't have those concepts of the big super colliders and what we're doing now with bosons and things like that. And so it was called a meson. And I suggested that this muon could be responsible for creating tachyons and what we'd call a tachyon factory. And then in my senior year, I built a linear accelerator with a hydrogen bubble chamber, and I was the first American to actually 
show particles going faster than the speed of light in a, in a cloud chamber. And that was called Sarenkov radiation. I was the first American to do it. Two Russians had gotten a Nobel Prize the year earlier, and then I was the first American. And that was in 61. And then the combination of the two is that you beam muons into a tachyon factory, and you have this little ray gun going down there, beaming on it, and the slowing down of those particles in the different masses that it hits uh, is called the index of refraction, determines uh, what the material is. And guess what? It's water. Well, I saw when I was working at Boeing, I had a, uh, uh, I was military, I, I was working uh, top secret clearance with three volt permits. And I remember uh, going into this one vault and I found what I was was like a reader. Um, uh, you know, like you're three days of the condor guy. They, they had no idea what I was going to see, how things connected. They just gave me access, and then I started reading things, and I started making connections. And when someone stopped research, why was that? Maybe they made a discovery and went underground with it, whatever. That's what we did. We were called readers, and I was real good at it. And so, basically, I saw three top-secret documents in 1970 – the first was about the Mariner one using this high school kids. That's how I've discovered, you know, that I had used my things. It was in 1970 that I finally got it, um, that they had used this kids' experiments to measure the fact that Mars had water on it. Did he have and your name on it? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, there it is. Read it and weep. I had my name on a lot of things I didn't know. Um, but then in 1967... They detonated a nuclear warhead on the south pole of Mars, and it didn't work. That was their first attempt to try, to try to terraform it. And in 1968, this is the third document I saw, there was a joint manned expedition to Mars um, one year before we went to the moon. And the thing that surprised me in 1970 was that it, who our partner was. It was the Soviet Union. Huh. And that that was during the Cold War, and I mean the deepest of it. I went into Czechoslovakia in 71 and 72 as a Navy SEAL, and uh, <laughs> that's another story for another time, Dorothy. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I got lots of stories. But what I uh, basically uh, – I have no idea what happened to that expedition that went to Mars. I know that – in our research, because I worked on Lunar Base Alpha 1, we were never interested in the moon. The moon doesn't even have cheese on it. There's nothing there. And it's a big gravity well that if you're going to, you know, manned expedition somewhere, you could do it from an L5 position about 10 times cheaper than trying to do it on the moon. Everything that you would do on the moon would have to be brought there. Now let me ask you. Let me ask you, Rick. You you said that the the Soviets and the Americans went went to Mars. It was a joint manned expedition. That's correct. Uh, that with the document. That's the document. The document. I, so what does that tell us about the Cold War? It was a false flag. It's like uh, for military and was Eisenhower that was the first one to say that. Beware of the military complex. I suspect something else is going on. And I'm not a crazy person. I'm actually totally credentialed. And I can prove that there was some 
kind of close encounter that occurred in the 1850s before the Carrington effect and that technology was exchanged and that now, today, there are probably two different races of man, one with and one without space travel. And it wouldn't surprise me if the one with space travel is the New World Order. Because, uh, the, you know, what's going on on our Earth today is unbelievable. I just saw this thing from Sandy Hook this morning mm-hmm. showing the same person in the Aurora trial guys thing. And she's one of the uh, parents uh, in Sandy Hook, too. How does that work? Uh, <laughs> yes. And the attorney in the other. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes on and on. The false flags uh, on my website when 9-11 happened. I had one of my physicist friends do a rate of fall on the second building. It came down within 3% of free fall, and it would have taken my SEAL unit, which and we were good, it would have taken us three months to rig that one building to fall that precision-wise. And there were three buildings that came down. And, I, you know, the whole thing is about a terrorism bill through Congress. They probably needed a body count in order to... I don't know, uh, you know, scare the public toward a terrorism bill and, and our current homeland security. Thing. Another Pearl Harbor. Well, I don't know if Pearl Harbor was ignored and they did that on purpose or not. There's a lot of history that I don't understand. I remember... I'm a nerd, and so my educational backgrounds are limited uh, more toward, um, you know, nerdy things, lower campus is what we would call it. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I, what I do know is that it, none of it, as we would be led to believe, CNN is an embarrassment. And when, um, you know, the whole thing about gun control, it's not about gun control, has nothing to do with guns. The problem is a pharmaceutical houses that are out of control and allowed to give our children drugs. Worse, it gets better with these vaccinations. I just did a top scientist video on my web, under my blog, uh, disclosing that the immunizations they're using now uh, are causing cancer further. It gets better. That's my computer making noises. I apologize for that. I guess there's a button somewhere and I haven't figured out how to do it. Anyway, that's what I know about false flags. I know that nothing since I saw the Soviet Union thing, I know that nothing is actually as it would appear. How did the CIA put it? Mind control? No, we don't need mind control. We have TV. Yeah, that's already there for for us. It's in place. It works really good. I remember Howdy Doody and the Please Stand Bys. You know, the whole thing is nuts. And most of the public is buying into it. That's why some of this radio is going viral because there are people now starting to quote get it it's you know it's not what you would think sugar it started with aspartame and e coli and now wheat uh you know that transgenic soybean is used as a delivery system for inoculating children now they <laughs> tried it yeah they tried it in india on birth control it worked they're currently using it on horses in in uh, in Nevada, the wild horses and the mustangs, and now they are putting the the immunizations in the gene itself and delivering it through your food. And wheat, 
We're not even talking about uh, gluten. We're talking about gluten, uh, protein that makes you like an opiate. Uh, it's no wonder that everybody's obese. Got to have your four squares. It's nuts in terms. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.